Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the Message Trust. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing, check out our website, message.org.uk. You know, you're, uh, if you stop learning, you're stuffed really. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm still learning all the time. And I think I'm learning a lot of uh, people I'm rubbing shoulders with about generosity. And we're trying to be more generous to people who come through this building. You know, it is wrong to give a speaker a £10 Wesley Owen book voucher when they come and speak at your church. It's happened to me and it's probably happened to any of the speakers here. But So we try and be generous and give much larger amounts of money, you know, a cheque, because we trust these people. We know they're, they're the kind of people who will sew it out there. But I love the fact that Anthony, I gave him his cheque in an envelope and he said, oh, I don't want it. Give it to Sam and Matty's thing. So hundreds of pounds went into Sam and Matty's thing. And you guys gave over 1,500 pounds. Praise the Lord. Because you're just quick to give. I love that thing about part of being a disciple is whenever anyone asks, we're like, I'm in. And I've seen that modeled over the last couple of prayer days. And then, uh, and so when I forced Matt Redmond's honorarium on him, I mean, if your name's Matt Redmond and your bit songs are being sung by millions all over the world, why do you want to get up very, very early and fly to Manchester? Uh, just because you're a beautiful person. But I absolutely had to force his check on him. And then uh, he sneaked back into my office. And under my phone this morning, unopened, Andy, no way, mate. We want to bless the message. Now, I love that. I'm learning about generosity from these people who aren't like, I'm generous, look at me, sow and reap. They just do it, don't they? And I also love the fact that the songs we sing are written with somebody with that's heart. Just a heart to give, but a heart to serve. And what a beautiful man Matt Redman is. And it means, you know, when you see that name at the bottom of the song, you're like, ooh, I know he means it. <laughs> He's not writing it for CCLI. He's writing it for Jesus. So it's great. Um, anyway, turn with me to uh, the book of Philippians for a minute. Philippians chapter one. So much here. Could talk for hours. I've got about five minutes, but. Um, just this first verse, Paul and Timothy. It's hard being Timothy, don't you think? I've often said this. You know, Timothy wrote half the uh, letters in the New Testament. There were, you know, Timothy might have written 75% of Philippians for all we know. And yet uh, Paul gets all the credit. Anybody in this room feel like that? Sam Ward? Tim Owen? Matt Walls, you know, this big loud mouth at the front and getting all the credit. But God sees it all, doesn't he? Um, Paul and Timothy, and lots more of you know, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. And Paul's, probably Paul's favorite church, certainly the church where he was seeing the greatest fruit and the greatest number of disciples was the church in Philippi. And Paul is in Rome now, chained to a Roman guard, 24-7, boxed in. He's unable to fulfill his calling. He's called to be a missionary to the Gentiles, called to birth this incredible revival, and yet everything seems to be coming against him. Why would you allow me to be in prison when you've called me to go to the nation's God? He's facing the death sentence. So very soon, almost certainly, he'll be killed for following Jesus. And he's in this situation, and he writes a letter that's brimming over with joy. That's just a, an excited, passionate, everything's good. I love Jesus. I know where I'm going letter. I mean, how do you do that? You do that because you're a servant of Jesus Christ. 
Anthony talked actually about what being a servant of Jesus Christ means. The literal word is, I'm a slave to Jesus Christ. Paul and Timothy, slaves to Jesus Christ. And some Christians down the last couple of centuries have taken exception to this. You know, they think of the degrading American slave trade or the horrific child slavery or sex traffic women who are in slavery around the world today. But understanding what it means to be a slave to Jesus Christ is absolutely key to our fruitfulness. Being a slave equals total ownership. It means I do what my master wishes, no question. I do what my master says, no question. Not 75% of it, 100% of it. That's what it means to be a slave to Jesus Christ. And that's why Paul was so fruitful, because he'd surrendered it all. He'd given it all up, even in a prison cell, when perhaps he's not able to do what he felt called to do. Here's what happens. A few verses later, I love this. Verse Chapter 1, verse 12. Now, I want you to know, brothers, what's happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. I be being arrested, being on death row, being chained to a Roman guard. It's actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it's become clear throughout the whole palace guard, all these influential uh, leading Roman uh, soldiers and everybody who's working in the palace guard, it's become clear to everyone that I'm in chains for Christ. Well, how does that happen? Because this man, when everything's going against him, all he does is witness for Jesus. And uh, imagine having an eight-hour shift chained to the Apostle Paul. <laughs> you know, I've only got one person I can lead to Christ, but let's lead that one person to Christ. And then let's, here's the next one. And there's another one for Christ. And there's another one. And it's become clear throughout the whole palace guard. And then he says this, because this is also what happens. When people are radical and passionate and sold out to Jesus Christ, guess what happens? Because of my change, verse 14, most, it's always most, there's always some chipped up, bitter, angry Christians who don't like passion. But it's become, because of my change, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. You see, it's a viral thing that happens when people become slaves to Jesus Christ. They realize that even faced with a worse situation, these people are brimming over with joy. Even when they're boxed in, they're fruitful in Jesus. Even when the finances aren't flowing, they just keep winning souls for Christ. Even when sickness comes, they just keep going, they keep going. Even when there's a delay in the blessing that they know God's promised them, they just keep being fruitful. And most of the brothers are blessed and are more courageous, more fearless. Do you want to live that kind of life? Be a slave to Jesus Christ. It's all for you, Jesus. Total ownership. Perhaps the most fruitful Christian in the last hundred years has been in the world has been a man called Bill Bright. And you've heard me talk about him before. He, he birthed a student movement with his wife, called Campus Crusade for Christ. It was just a basically, let's go into our local student campus, Bill and Vanette Bright, and let's reach some students for Jesus. That's a good idea. All the students are going off the rails, going crazy on freshers' weeks. They're, they're falling away from God as soon as they go to uni. This can't be right. Let's birth a student movement. And But the week before God gave them the vision for Campus Crusade for Christ, they signed a contract. They only just got married in their early 20s. And they knelt before Christ and they signed a contract and they put it in the Bible with a date at the top. From this day forward, 
I'm a slave to Jesus Christ. And uh, signed it, Bill and Vanette. Whatever he says, Jesus is boss. Whatever, what he, whatever, whatever he directs, whatever I need to give up, Jesus is boss. Whatever I need to take on, however sacrificial the giving, however different the lifestyle, however deliberately different I need to be from other Christians, because other Christians can do stuff. I can't. I'm a slave to Jesus Christ. Bill Bright went on to produce through Campus Crusade the Jesus film. Four billion people have watched the Jesus film. Conservatively, 150 million people come to Christ. The other thing that guy said to Matt Wilson, um, to Matt Wilson, Matt Redman, in the in the corridor of the MEC was, yes, we use the Jesus film a lot because it's been translated into 800 languages. So they go out into these unreached villages and put the Jesus film on. It's just Luke's gospel start to finish. And then they invite these Indian guys who've never heard the gospel. And thousands of them are coming to Christ with tears today. Beth will be out this weekend, almost certainly, in Muslim villages in Africa. Guess what they do? Put the Jesus film up. It's the gospel. It's Luke's gospel. It's the most watched film. Forget Steven Spielberg. Forget Avatar. The most watched film in the world is the Jesus film. Why? Because somebody's a slave to Jesus Christ. They produced a little tract called the Four Spiritual Laws. Let's just try and explain the gospel. All it is is the four points. It's the four points. But... Because this man and this woman are slaves to Jesus Christ, 150 million people have received that track personally and multiple millions have come to Christ. I want to hit on something like that, don't you? Could Illuminate be that God? Could Eden suddenly become like that God? Where it's viral, it's out of control. Bill Bright has 225,000 volunteers. Forget 300 on Eden. He has 25,000 full-time staff. In 151 countries. Why? I believe because he's a slave to Jesus Christ. And he's with Jesus now. He's gone to heaven. Do you think he's glad he lived his life as a slave to Jesus Christ? Do you think he realized the only thing, the only thing that lasts is souls, souls, souls. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support or even get involved with one of our teams. 